Ben, you do a great job. Have done it for so long. Wee! <laughs> Sing my song, Puff, all night long as I take hits from the bong. I'm a lasagna hog. Free balling all the time. Girl, when I break you off. You sorry mf'er, piece of s. You're such an effing disgrace. I'm lit and I don't care what no one thinks, but where the f is the waitress at with my drinks? Where are you from? I'll pull up on you immediately. I swear to God, I want to kill ya. Well, it's not far down to paradise. At least it's not far. <laughs> Dude, that, that is that was. That took me less than five minutes. That was just a quick dip into the Ben Drops folder. It, I could have done a two and a half hour long open. Is that your biggest folder that you have? Oh, God. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like six of me, three of Paul. You and me just go into the sound bites yeah. folder. Ben has his own folder. And it's, it's so good. I mean, it's got over over 500 drops. Well, the um, you know the reason for the special intro is that it's uh, our beloved Ben Higgins' 47th birthday today. Happy birthday, my friend! When you talk about non-milestone birthdays, I think 47 is exactly mm-hmm. what they had in mind. Yeah, boy, it sucks. <laughs> it really 47. You're too far away from 50 to no, really even be thinking you're, about I it. I can yet. see that. Can you see it already? I can see it. Are like, you planning what you're going to do already if you're a 50? Yeah, Van Halen's playing my 50th birthday. Yeah, they? where they're going to reunite. Eddie Van Halen's not with us anymore, but hopefully David Lee Roth and Wolfie and the whole crew. No, there, I, there are other Van Halen siblings, right? Yeah, there's a, a son, Wolfgang, who's really good. Shred. Uh, my wife is probably listening right now. So, yeah, you've got you got about two and a half years to get. It's got to be huge. Tier ones, concert of some sort. It, big. Let's do it big for the pit. Good venue. Snapdragon Stadium. What are we Happy thinking? birthday. No, smaller. Manhole, Woodpecker, Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, bro? I don't know. <laughs> what, what on earth? <laughs> One more time? Is that One more time. I don't know. Happy <laughs> birthday, Manhole, Woodpecker, Uranus. <laughs> he... Before we got him, was one of the most respected journalists in this town. And now we have drops of him saying, Woodpecker, manhole, Uranus. They're all legitimate, valid words. They are. Don't know what they'd be doing what all was together. That context. That's not a rap. Okay? That's not a rap. I'm San Diego's new Ted Leitner. <laughs> no one could ever replace Ted Leitner. No. No chance. Not trying to. No one would want to try to. Sure, you're a moron. Thank you, Teddy. <laughs> happiest, uh, happiest of birthdays to you, Benjamin. What's on the uh, the docket for the birthday? A better than sex cake. <laughs> that's, that's, that, oh. that's... <laughs> wow, it's a, quite the docket you've got lined up for your forty seventh. It's gonna be a really a, good cake. It's such a nondescript turd birthday, isn't it? It, it is. really I'm, is. I'm not. I'm working. Um, Family's coming down during my break between the, uh, the the early news and the late news to have dinner. We're going to go to uh, Tribute Pizza in North Park. Got a reservation all set. Table ready for the Why? family. Tribute Pizza. Simply the best. That's your tribute. That's your tribute. Tribute Pizza. This is our tribute to you, Benjamin. Uh, well, good. Happy birthday to you. Love working with you. You make me laugh. 
so much. And I'm not you, afraid to look unmanly. And you are, I will say this, from the bottom of my heart, legitimately, legitimately the best sport that I've ever met and also the sneakiest, funny human being in the history of the planet. Thank you. Literally, sneaky, assassin, funny. And uh, the most genuine guy on and off the air. So, happy birthday to our beloved Ben. We'll be I eat a lot of cheese. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> Woodpecker, manhole, Uranus. I couldn't pass up. I was at Costco. Happy birthday, manhole, <laughs> woodpecker, Uranus. I was at Costco earlier this week, and they had a discount on that... Um, the big tray of just cheese cuts. Yeah, was it cuts or bl- or just cubes? A, no, it's a little square. Not the cubes. No, the flat little rectangles. Okay, yeah, squares. How did you eat? I've I've gotten through almost half of it already this oh, week. My there's God. the cheddar. How did you gain all the weight? There's the, uh, there's the Havarti. Oh, there's the uh, Gouda. Gouda, delicious. And then the Swiss. And you got all the little slices. I like Swiss on a sandwich. But yeah, it's not my favorite on the plane. To eat plain, it's like... The my, other three are solid. Very solid. The Swiss on its own. You don't do a cracker or anything? You just no, yeah, cracker. Oh, okay. some Ritz, we have some Ritz crackers. We have Ritz. some, some like bread. Me? Just just some nice, good bread. Do you like water cheese. crackers? I don't really like water crackers. Maybe it's the name. I don't really like I, them either. I want the. I want to have more of a flavor than water. It tastes like communion. Have you ever taken <laughs> yeah. communion? Yeah. That's what they. T- I'm like cool. Yeah. Big thick communion wafers that I'm <laughs> supposed to spread things on. I'll pass. It's all about the topping at that. point. It really is. It, it's supposed to be a neutral. Yeah, very flavor neutral. that doesn't impact whatever you're putting on it. So a pate or a. But it certainly doesn't make a it, caviar or something. That, right. I don't eat either of those disgusting things. But I, you can't, yeah, if you put a slice of cheese on it, it kind of ruins it. The cheese. The cheese. Now, yeah. is that to live good? You know, I, yeah. I want the house on the water. Yes. I want the nice car. The nice watch. I want the nice watch. I want to stay fresh. Stay clean. I want to stay clean. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, you should strive for greatness. How did you gain all the weight? <laughs> um... <laughs> It makes my brain short circuit every time we play it. Uh, happy birthday, Benjamin! Thank we'll have you. A little surprise for you coming up later. Another surprise? Yeah. Well, we got some some killer voicemails for you. Oh, fantastic! Tier one. All right. Just uh, continuing this uh, free agency discussion. The targets from the Keith Law list in the Athletic. Hey, in the top ten, you can't really go too wrong. I mean, they're all really good players. Uh, but I so I tried to pick someone who I thought would be the best fit. But hold, hold on, is money an object? Well, I mean, each, each you, tier obviously this is the most expensive tier. Are you taking? Are you taking? Okay, yeah. You're, so so you're I, ta- I kind of take money out of it because I know that it's going to be an expensive player in this tier. I'm not saying the Padres should go after each one. I'm just saying here are the guys that would be my targets in each t- each ten person tier from Keith Law's list. And in the top ten, I went with his number six pick, Wilson Contreras. I think catcher is a spot. He's the only everyday catcher on the market. If you wanted to upgrade that spot, he's the only guy who you really can go out and get. Outside of a trade, he's available. You could sign him, and you'd have an everyday catcher. You could also pretty much you know, pencil in a designated hitter on days when Austin Nola would be your catcher. It would make Luis Camposano a potential trade piece if you were looking to acquire a pitcher a controllable pitcher or something catchers are very valuable especially young controllable ones if you went that direction i think there would be 
some benefits to signing Wilson Contreras. Again, he's going to be one of the more expensive guys on the market for that very reason. There's not a lot of catchers out there, and most teams need one. Hmm. But then again, you can have anyone on the top ten. There's some really good players. Uh, I'm going to go with Radon. I need I need a, a front of the rotation guy, uh, and he had a monster year last year. Controls control. He's got great control. Uh, throws hard, left-handed. I mean, I, he's going to command a lot of money. He's going to command a lot of money. But he is a guy. He is a very, very intense competitor. Um, and I think you know you you throw him in a in a rotation, Ben, with you, Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Carlos Rodon. That's about as nasty as it gets. Um, it really, I mean, I, that that I'm not going to say. It, it's funny because. I just kept thinking when I'm watching this World Series, the Astros really are a perfectly constructed team, uh, and the Phillies are constructed pretty well too. They 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 tailored their team around their ballpark, and I think we need to do the same. That's why we ran. Look, it, I know when we started Clev, like you said, spotted him to a four run lead. It's Mike Clevenger. Like we were all so excited that he's been here. I know he's worked his ass off to get back. I still love Clev as a human being, uh, as a person. He's a great dude. Great interview. Super kind to us. That being said, man, we ran out of pitching. We did after three games. We were we were out of pitching, and that just can't happen again. So I am I'm I think I'm a little bit a uh, little beat up after watching this team run out of pitching the last couple of years. So, so I, you go back to 2020. Yes, injuries happen. Injuries but, happen. I mean, I don't think any team can really withstand like their two best oh, yeah. pitchers going down. No question. Unexpectedly in the playoffs, that's to happen two consecutive postseasons in a row but for I'll, the Padres. But I'll tell you. If the Astros lost their number three starter, they're good. They'll slide somebody else up. I mean, the depth that you have to have to win a World Series, is not the ultimate goal? He, to me, is, you know, DeGrom for $40 million a year, and Keith Law said it in here. He said, you're basically white-knuckling the entire length of Jacob DeGrom's contract. If and when he does pitch in a big game, you're pretty confident that he's going to be ridiculous. But Signed for, to Grom, and he doesn't start until June, mid, mid-July. Right, and you're just like, you're just a wreck about Jacob DeGrom the whole time. So I think we're done. He's a little bit, you know, he's had some injuries uh, as well. Don't get me wrong. But I do like, what I like about Radon, and he was my, like, it was my like, tough choice yeah. between the two. He bet on himself in San Francisco. Yeah, I like that too. And he went with the short-term deal, the, the one-year slash two-year deal, where if he pitched well, he knew... I can go back on the free agent market and cash in, and he did. He's going yeah, to like cash a, in. I like a guy who feels confident enough to bet on himself in a situation like that. So that that was a tough call. I went with a pitcher in the second tier. Now, Jerickson Profar is at number 11. He is. He's, all, he's he in be- the second he tier. He belongs in the second tier. I didn't pick him. We went through this discussion the last couple of days about why I'm only so-so on bringing Jerickson back. It's not that I don't like Jerickson, but... If we're talking about a second tier player, someone in the ten, in the eleven to twenty range, I feel like the Padres could be better off spending their money elsewhere. And this is where I went with uh, pitching and Martin Perez, uh, who had a really good season for the Texas Rangers. Not necessarily a household name, but someone that would definitely slot in in the middle of the Padres rotation and immediately add some length and depth to that rotation that would be formidable. Yeah, I mean that's that's a depth move. It's an expensive depth move, I think. He yeah. was an all star last year. What about this kid, um the the right hander from Japan? 
I saw him as well, and I don't know enough about him other than the fact that he's the one that Brian O'Grady hit a home run off of. Yeah, but Brian O'Grady said he's very nasty. Adam Jones said he's nasty. He throws yeah. 100 miles an hour. He's got a plus splitter. Um, but I think, you know, he's a he's an interesting guy. Especially knowing you've got you, Darvish, would probably ease the transition for any Japanese pitcher who comes over to have you, Darvish, as a you know, like a cultural ambassador to, to just kind of help you get into the groove of the differences between playing in Japan and playing in the United States. Yeah, he uh, finished second in their league with uh, ERA in ERA. Again, throws 100, nasty splitter. Uh, I've seen a little I, bit of, I, of tape I, on him. He's so here's good. what I worry about. It feels like most of the players, even Shohei to an extent, Hassan Kim, you Darvish when he came over, there tends to be an adjustment period, a year, a couple of years, as you're kind of getting used to the batters. You haven't seen any of these guys before. And next year, to me, as a, a Padres, it's a win-now it year. Is. It's not a, hey, let's throw this pitcher in so he can get a chance to see the entire league and you know take his lumps for a while, and then he'll be good at some point. I kind of want someone who you can plug in is going to be good right away. Not that he won't be, but I would worry about that a little bit when it comes to a pitcher from Japan. I mean, I just think there's so many guys that, like, the, you just named Martin Perez. I mean, he's it's like a bounce-back type deal for him, sub-three ERA. But all these guys, that and they've earned this, man. They've pitched their way in. Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers, he's a free agent as well. He's in that second tier, Ben. He's 33 years old, and, you know, he's out there throwing up a two five seven ERA, um, struck out 138 batters in 178 and two-thirds inning. He stopped giving up hard contact. He looked dirty as hell against us, and it just they've earned this this right to cash in. But I feel like I just feel like a lot of these guys are an overpay. I do. Like it's hard for me to wrap my head around three years and and you know forty million dollars for a, a Tyler Anderson or or a Martin Perez. It's just hard for me to think about. They don't they just don't make me they don't make me go ooh yeah that's got to have that. Get that done, and then in the uh, the twenty one to thirty range, I went with a little bit more of a flyer here uh, at number. Let's see, I think it was twenty six. Mitch Haniger, uh, Seattle Mariners outfielder. Um, I, he's had some trouble staying healthy. That's the risk with Mitch Haniger. But if you got a a healthy season from a guy like that, I do feel like there's still some potentially big numbers in there. I mean, he's been a a six-war player in the past, and you know he could break out, especially in a, a lineup like the Padres are putting together. Feels like someone that I'd be interested in, especially you know corner outfield type position. Uh, the other interesting name on that tier is Nathan Evaldi. I, I talked about him earlier. He throws really, hard. really, really hard, and we've seen what what Ruben Niebla can do. Um, I wonder if a guy like Nathan Evaldi. Could come over here and be a dominant force, and he has he has been dominant in his career at times. If he could get back to that, he doesn't walk a ton of guys. Pretty good player. Don't know what don't know what you're going to get for him. I know he's coming off an injury, so uh, he's an interesting player in that tier. And again, I mentioned him earlier. Michael Brantley is just one of the best hitters. He so flies so far under the radar. Um, getting a little up there. He's 36 years old, but as a DH. He he smokes the baseball, smokes the baseball. Championship pedigree, the whole deal. The other guys in that tier, like Syndergaard, Bassett. Pass. I'm not I'm not huge, you know, optimistic about what they're going to do next year. So, um, yeah, it's you know, as you go down the list, obviously, yeah, it gets tougher. It gets a little bit tougher. Well, they got your boy in the third tier that you just brought up, and I'm sure that's your pick. 
for first base DH, Jose Abreu, in that third tier? Yeah, in the 34. He was my pick for 34. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then I had Brandon Drury possibly as my my fourth tier or fifth tier pick at 49. If you've got some thoughts, you can join us uh, coming up next, 833-288-0973. Also, uh, bring back some more World Series talk after the no-hitter last night and set up uh, Eno Saris's weekly visit, our Smart Baseball segment, is coming up at the bottom of the hour. So lots to get to here in our 8 o'clock hour. Do not go anywhere. Ben and Woods rolling on here on a Thursday. Let's check traffic right now on 97.3 The Fan. watch the office so when i make this dundee's reference you guys have no idea what i'm talking no, it's about not, uh, it's not crocodile Dundee. no it's not That's crocodile not a knife. this is a knife <laughs> God. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up <laughs> you're a treasure great moments in ben on his birthday just busted into a Crocodile Dundee. They call me the master of accents. You are truly the master of accents. You're a real chameleon, you are. This is a knife. <laughs> Cheers, mates. <sighs> so good. What the bloody hell was that attempt in an Aussie accent? <laughs> My accents may not function on demand, but 97 Through the Fan always will. <laughs> Download and subscribe to the Ben and Woods. Coach John Kintera, Gwen and Chris podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Eno Saris going to be with us in a few minutes. Can take some phone calls here if you'd like. 833-288-0973 discussing potential free agent targets for your San Diego Padres. I just like the fact that when we had this discussion five years ago, Woods, it was completely hypothetical. Well... I mean, if the Padres were to ever go after a free agent, which they won't. If they won the Powerball, <laughs> here's, here's who we'd like them to sign. Imagine having, like, Manny Machado out here. Like, that would be insane. Right. Yeah, those were, I mean, it, was, it didn't feel realistic when we talked about Manny. Since then, the game has changed. And now well, the Padres are an absolute, legitimate team to discuss when it comes to you know all the top five all the top team free what agent was, targets in baseball what was wills like first contract like 64 million 80 i think he got it was the highest the team oh, yeah. had ever we were given like, out and it was like whoa. the whoa times are changing and then the haas deal was a mind blower 144 I, had, I was doing i just started doing fill-in on sports radio when that happened and I was just like, wow, okay, maybe this is a new direction for the San Diego Pot. And hey, by the way, kind of was. It, it really like I know that 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 didn't really work out, but that that was a new direction. Hey, turns out we actually need to spend some money. They haven't spent it always in the most wise ways, but, but no and team does. Manny, Fernando, and Joe. Was it 
$740 million. It's, it's funny because even after they signed Hosmer, though, for me, it almost felt like, I know this sounds bad, but it felt like it was a bit. All right, you're... You're trying to do you're something. Appeasing to sh- you're us. show Yeah, you're trying to show us something here. You're, you're appeasing not, us. This isn't serious, right? This is the cost of doing business, whatever. But you're not. You can't really change the stripes on this tiger. We're a small market team. We're always going to be a small market team. So don't tease us with Eric Hosmer once every 15 years. We're going to sign someone for a lot of money. It's not like it hasn't happened to all ton of times where a team has given a ridiculous contract to somebody and it never worked out for that team. Yeah, no, it's happened to Alex bunch. Rodriguez with the Rangers. The Mariners signing Robinson. I mean, he won Cano. an MVP there. Well, it didn't work out for the team. Did, yeah, didn't didn't win much at uh, all. Albert Pujols with the Angels. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anybody with the Angels. <laughs> Any to be honest. large contract. Every with Angel the Angels. large contract. Other than Mike Trout, uh, every Angels contract has been a poor one. <laughs> Anthony Rendon making like $40 million for the next eight years or something is just absurd. I'd have to look. I feel like back in the day they gave like Sean Figgins like a stupid amount oh, of money. Oh, C.J. Wilson, Josh Hamilton. I mean, the <laughs> list goes on and on. I and mean, if you're an Angel fan, you have no hair left because you've just been sitting in a chair pulling it out for the last decade. And But it still goes to show you that while it's fun to be on a team that's willing to spend money and it's essential if you want to be a winner. It doesn't always work. If you want to get to the top level. How much did the Astros pay to sign Christian Javier? Did you see that? Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Same with uh, Framber Valdez, I believe. Was the ten thousand dollars international signing? It, yeah. the, I, I missed it. Uh, Bo was asking me one of seven thousand questions he asked last night. Where did he was playing? Where? Like, not, I know he's in, from the Dominican, but he was playing another position. And they looked at him and they're like, that's a pitcher. And he's like, oh, okay. I I didn't see that. I saw the video of him throwing in the pandemic, like on a road in the jungle during the pandemic, just throwing to try to, you know, he hadn't made his major league debut or anything yet. I want to say, and I want to say he was a a third baseman, shortstop, maybe even an outfield. I don't know. Uh, But they said, no, no, we're going to turn you into pitcher. And he's like, all right. (laughs) Like he was throwing, I think he first started, he was throwing 86, but they stuck with him and they loved his makeup or whatever. And they just said, he's. He's a pitcher, and they signed him at 18 years old for $10,000, and he just threw six no-hit innings and, and was a part of a combined no-hitter in a World Series game. That's magnificent, and you have to have those guys. You have to. You have to. you gotta, you got to find and them. It's not like the Padres aren't putting resources into international 100%. signings. They put a ton of resources into it. They've had some hits, but they're still waiting for the big The big one. The big hit, the big one maybe or two, on yeah. that international signing that hasn't really happened. Yeah, yet. I, I, I see flashes of it in uh, in Morejon. I do. I see flashes of of what could be, and you just, I'd love to see that guy take the next step. You know, this season, and hopefully, you know, for him, it's got to be tough for a young player, Ben, to have the stuff that he does, and to have your manager have no trust in you in really big situations, uh, in a postseason where they really needed arms, right? Like that to me. That would sting me. I would be stung, and I would say, oh, okay. I would go full wild thing Lou Brown. <laughs> like You may think you see the last of me yet. I would come back, try to come back stronger than ever if I was I, I, I don't know. I mean, they brought him in against the Mets. He didn't get an out. I, do, I, I know, but then they were done. They were done. They were out. They, they, like, I don't know if they used him again. Maybe one inning? Nah, maybe. S- maybe one inning since. So. I'm going to sign on with somebody else. Yeah, when yeah. I do. Every time, Every time I, I, I come back. You. But I, I just think, you know. 
Use that. Use that that as fuel for next season. And and Morejon has some of the he's got really, really good stuff. And he's one of those guys that needs it needs to work out at some point with him. So um Maybe next year maybe is a next starter. year is a starter. You never know. You never know. All right, we've got Eno Saris coming up. It's our weekly smart baseball segment. He'll add some depth to the uh, discussion of the no hitter last night, I'm sure. Uh, looking forward to getting his take and analysis on everything. You guys watch the whole game? Yeah. Yeah. The very end? Yeah. I couldn't decide if it was just because, well, it's the Astros. They've been here before plenty of times in the last five, six years. Or do players not really care about a combined no-hitter? It didn't seem like they really celebrated a whole lot more than any other game. No, it the was... high-five line. Well, but it's. I think it was more because it was the World Series win is so much more important. Yeah. That you can't just go crazy like you want anything like, huge. I felt like I was celebrating. It's hard to jump on. Yeah. It's hard to like jump on four guys at once. Like as soon as it was hit the third, I'm screaming like they got it. They, they got, got it. it. Yeah. Oh my god, they got it. And I'm, and then they're just like any other win. Handshaking and yeah. heading to but the across, The series is just tied though. But across the street in Philly, they're like it's a loss. So what? I mean, we got no hit, it's a loss. Like that's it. They're not I don't think they're going to pack up their tents and go home and say, we got no hit, it's over. So I was um, thinking about like fans. Oh, fans are Imagine nice. dropping, I mean, 500 a ticket for that. Oh, yeah, well, minimum, way more. Just to get in? You get no hit. I, I mean, you don't just lose. Your team doesn't lose in the World Series. You could, get no Could hit. be our new banner at Petco. Never been no hit in a World Series <laughs> game. Well, you could, you're at least there for something historic. No. No. You wouldn't I, want to go back and if be it's there June, for Don Larson's perfect game. No, listen, whether if, or not, if I'm a Yankee a fan, I do. But if I'm in, if I'm a Padres fan and we're at Petco last night and we get no hit, I'm not coming to work today. It's not dude. a bad. It's not a good thing. I'm for sure. mortified. I'm mortified. Hundred percent. All right, we'll come back with Eno Saris after this. Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Here we go. Today's biggest fan oh is... Oh, my... <laughs> what, in the, what in the world? <laughs> Irish! Today's biggest fan... You'll be registered to win our monthly grand prize. You can register to have your name called at 973defansd.com <laughs> slash biggest fan. We'll be right back with more... Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fun. Master of accents, as I said. It takes me sometimes a little bit to. <laughs> you get like one or two words where I'm in. like, oh, it's pretty good. You know, I was really trying hard to think, how would Rory McElroy say yeah, yeah, this? Yeah, 100%. On that one. All right, so we got Eno standing by. First, this hour of Ben and Woods brought to you by OnDeck Small Business Loans. When you own a small business, sometimes you need funds fast. So go to OnDeck.com, America's largest online small business lender. OnDeck makes it easy to apply in minutes. Apply for your loan today at OnDeck.com. Smart baseball coming up after a check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Happy Thursday, Padres fans. 
It's time for the super polished, yet to be named Smart Baseball Weekly segment with Eno Saris. Powered by Seven Mile Casino, San Diego's premier card room featuring California Blackjack, Poker, and Baccarat. Just seven minutes from downtown. Yes! Here's Ben and Woods on the home of the Padres, 97.3 The Fan. And we say hello to the Athletics' Eno Saris on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Good morning, Eno. Man, guys, it's been a pleasure. It has. It's like, it's weird. It, I want to play that Boys to Men song, The End of the Road, because, uh, <laughs> you know, and we'll check in throughout the off season and stuff from time to time. But, like, the you're, you're officially, like, you've served your time, man. You are out on parole. Like, you're getting your slip today. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm giving you your suit and the... You know, the stuff that you came into to prison with, and you get to walk out the door a free man. Hopefully your wife's waiting for you in the convertible. I'm calling, I'm calling Seven Mile up, and uh, I'm going to re-up. <laughs> yes! That's what we got to keep doing. This. We have to. We absolutely have to. Oh, maybe coming down for the winter meetings? Oh, yeah. You're going to be here for the winter meetings? I am. Oh, yeah, beautiful. You guys there. All right, good. Uh, I wanted to, first of all, again, thank you for your time this year. I've learned so much from you and uh, have followed you for years. It's nice to have you on every week, but I... I tip my hat to you, sir, because baseball prognostication is not – it's not easy. I am i like to react after it's already happened. That's fun. <laughs> like, that's – it's like, man, that, I like was, that was really cool. So my dumbass tweets the other night after the Phillies smack, you know, five home runs and, and just dominate. I tweet, dream scenario for a manager. Now you can rest Alvarado and Dominguez tonight for a bullpen day. Turned out to be uh, uh, Aaron Nola. Uh, can rest him for a bullpen day tomorrow. You had your two best high leverage arms. I mean, oh, they seem all set up. It's true, at least in the bullpen. Yeah, like I felt good about my prognostication, but then you watch the game play out and you go, "Oh yeah, you're an idiot." Like Alvarado, I thought, what a perfect you know situation. I mean, it's not a perfect situation. He's got to come in with the bases loaded, but uh, that was that was kind of tough to watch. He has been so good throughout the postseason for him to give up five runs i don't know that anybody had that on their old uh, bingo board no and you know uh, it's, it's different in general. like i i said before the series that if they got a ton of innings i said 40 innings from aaron nola zach wheeler alvarado dominguez and they win it like the nationals won it you know just by using their best pitchers and not using a single other pitcher uh, and here we are, and Nolan Wheeler have given up like 15 runs, and uh, everybody else is pitching really well. Yeah. So, you know, nothing nothing is easy about, you know, figuring out a, a one-game series, you know, a seven-game series or even one game. So one thing that I did, uh, you know, know before the series, and I'm glad that I think more of America knows now, is how good Christian Javier is, I mean. Uh, he's a little bit like uh, like a Spencer Strider, where he's a five inning closer. You know, it's just fastball and slider, but yep. the fastball is so good and comes in so flat uh, that hitters just can't uh, can't square it up. And you see a lot of pop ups, swing unders, and then as soon as they start cheating to try and hit that fastball, uh, it really opens them up that slider. Yeah, so he's he was a really excellent pitcher, and I don't I don't I think they took him out at the perfect time to. You know, with two pitches, you're a little bit uh, more susceptible to the third time through penalty, and they needed to win that game. So it wasn't about personal accolades at that point. I know you're working on increasing that penalty, you know, as we speak. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what the AI bot says, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it, I mean, is this a case then? I, I get we've 
Baseball is great because it's both the most predictable long-term sport and, and unpredictable in the short term. But we know as, as much as we're going to know about the 2022 Phillies and the 2022 Astros. We've seen them for now 175, 80 games, whatever it's been over the course of the season. You wouldn't have thought, as well as the Phillies were playing, that they were susceptible to getting no hit right now. I mean, they have as deep and as hot of a lineup as we've seen. So was that a case of, of Javier being so good? Did the Phillies do anything different that you saw? What? Wh- where did that come from last night? I think he was just so good. I think another uh, part of it is that some of their, uh, you know, better contact hitters are right-handers. Um, and they're a little bit more swing and miss from the left-hand uh, side of it. You think of Schwarber, even Harper himself. You know, there's a little bit more swing and miss from that side. You know, Segura is their, their magic wandu guy. You know, he's their guy that finds hits. He's a right-hander, so he's going to have even harder time with a fastball slider guy. That slider's just going away from him, and the fastball's jumping up at him. Uh, so I, I just think it was uh, sort of a combination of the way they matched up and then their propensity for strikeouts. I think we remember all the homers, but the Phillies' one weakness offensively is the strikeout. So if you can just keep striking them out and never give up the homer, this sort of thing can happen. Talking to our pal Eno Saris here on Ben and Woods this morning. And how, how in the weeds do you get on the uh, prognostication of where guys are going to go, who would be the best fit? You know, it's, it's fun. It's fodder for the offseason. You know, it, we were kind of laughing because – we feel now in San Diego, like it's not going to surprise me, you know, at all. Honest to God, it would not surprise me if if they said, "Oh, the Padres went out and signed Jacob Degrom and you know some and Carlos Rodon." Like I, I'll be like, "Oh, kick ass!" Like we're getting kind of used to that here. Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge is your new right fielder. Like it's very, very it's strange. So funny. Yeah. And I and I'm I'm the you know I don't I don't love it about myself, but I am a little bit like the efficiency guy. Where I'm like, ooh, you could sign this guy you for and three ben. million. You and Ben, and, and yes. he'll play like an eight million dollar player. <laughs> yeah, that's so, bad. We we call him so, Colonel Budget for a reason. Yeah, I've got so I've got your Colonel Budget list. You're not gonna like it, but it it could be really good for the Padres. And I think for what it's worth, we don't know if they will blow past the luxury tax, yeah. my plan keeps them below the luxury tax. <laughs> Let's hear that plan. You know? I want to hear that plan. Mine I'm goes, excited. I, mine goes $1 billion over. <laughs> yeah, it does. I can, I can hear it. <laughs> but here, this is, I think, possible, and I think it addresses all of their holes. So here we go. Oh, I love it. I love this. Nathan, Nathan Eovaldi all right, what's is you like, Nathan Eovaldi? expensive one. Uh, he actually has the best fastball stuff non-DeGrom category on the free agent market and the best stuff plus overall. Uh, he has multiple pitches. Niebla could maybe tweak one. And you get him out of the AL East. I think he plays even better. There's a little bit of an injury risk, but that keeps the price down. So Nathan Eovaldi, number one. Uh, that's, your, that's your fourth starter. Uh, fifth starter, I'm going uh, even cheaper, maybe Corey Kluber. Uh, and then, and then, uh, former Padre right- Corey Kluber, by the way. Yes, indeed. <laughs> long, long, bring long, him long. Home. Yep, bring him home. The the fourth starter right now on the depth chart is Jay Groom, so they need two starters. Uh, and then for my bat, I was looking, and you know they are fairly right-handed. I like the idea of bringing Drury back, but he's right-handed. I want a lefty power bat uh, for DH and. 
The name is Jock Pierce. <laughs> I mean, I don't think too many people would be upset with that move here. I really even, don't. Even though there was the whole, like, clown on the Padres in the, in oh, the tech game. And <laughs> it's Tommy Faye. Like, he gets the Tommy Faye on the Padres yeah. much harder than that yeah. on an almost daily basis. Jock is a good sport. He's, I, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him, I don't know, like, He's just, I always, I see him, I sat in left field and I was like watching him and I, I don't know. He just. You don't want him to play the outfield very much. No. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. No. <laughs> I'd like, no. I can't see it. I can't, it's hard for me who's like 40 pounds overweight to say, I'd like to see him get a little firmer. <laughs> so, so we, let's go with your plan. Does that include or not include bringing Jerks and Profar back? That's, that's bringing Profar back. That would be if bringing really, Profar back. If he. Yeah, I think it stays under even with that. So it's like 15 for Ivaldi, you know, 5 to 8 for Kluber, and 5 to 10 for, for Jock. Um, and uh, and I, think that, I think that does it. What's nice about that is Tatis keeps, you know, giving you some defensive value wherever you play him, you know. Um, he's going to play, you know, I would say in this plan sort of left field. Uh, Azokar is your fourth outfielder. Uh, Jock Peterson is should not see the outfield and should play should be their DH and Azokar can sometimes uh, DH or somebody can DH a right-hander can DH against lefties um, and uh, you've got pieces that can move around and you've got depth in all places I guess I don't know I guess Tatis the backup shortstop then in this scenario but um, and Kim would be the starter, I think, at shortstop. Might be short a little bit like a backup second baseman. So if you could afford to bring Drury back as well, uh, I think that would be the that would be the captain budget plan. Did you name the first baseman who's going to play first? Is it baseman? Jake? Is it Jake? Is it? Ah, yes. That's why you need Drury, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I... it's kind of been our dilemma: what to do at first base. Abreu, yeah, he, Abreu interests me. I think he's a great fit here. Yeah, uh, you. If you just do a Brayu, but he's righty, like you said. Don't do Jock. Well, if you don't, you could do a Brayu and not, and not do Jock and Drury, and then and, and then basically rotate through DH. Yeah, you might be able to afford that. And I, I would. Hey, guys, we need to think about too. Uh, next year, the the discourse on on Twitter is where is Fernando going to play? And I don't really care as long as he's in the lineup. But I think. You know, based coming off of two surgeries, I would imagine I'm putting my young king at at DH every now and then. I, I want him to if just get his bat in the lineup, and I, I think he's going to be a DH. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be careful with him, and I think they should. I think they should be careful with him a little bit this year. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what he comes back from that shoulder surgery. Uh, was the same that Cody Bellinger did. Um, so, you know, there's going to be, it's going to be a little bit of time coming back. And of course, if he comes back and is struggling a little bit, you know, you know what everyone's going to say, but um, you know, I, I think uh, he's probably going to come back and be good eventually. Uh, I just wonder what it's going to be like in the short term. Smart baseball with Eno Saris. Um, what, where's the smart baseball money now on the rest of this world series? I've got to imagine the Astros have, have reestablished themselves as favorites, but in your mind, is it is it heavy favorites or is it is it fairly even here going into the last three games? Well, a man I respect, uh, Derek Cardi, has a projection system called the Bat, and before the season started, he had the Phillies the second best in baseball. 
So, you know, I think that uh, they played under their capabilities a little bit, maybe due to some of the defensive or bullpen problems, but uh, they, in general, were a great lineup uh, and a great team that uh, that finally got it together. So I do think it's more even. And if you're just looking at regular season statistics, you're going to say uh, this is the, the Astros are wrong. I would say it's more even than that. Uh, and I think it's going to go to seven. The, the it, once it goes to seven and it's evenly matched, uh, the you know the Astros are going to have more pitching depth and they're going to be home, so they're going to get last licks. And so I think it's still the Astros, but it's it's more of an even sort of situation. Dusty Baker can smile all he wants. If it's going seven, Christian Javier will be coming back onto the mound at some point in that game. I've got. Oh to yeah, think. absolutely. Yeah, and you know that'll be. Like it, when you're when they're all hands on deck and these guys are coming out and blowing like an extra tick or two, like you know, just for an inning, uh, like Javier, Luis Garcia, you know, even Jose Urquidy came out throwing ninety five, ninety six uh, as you know in, sh- in a shorter stint. So uh, they've got they've got they can empty it out and they've got everybody. I just hope that Dusty doesn't leave guys in as long. You well, know? now I- they have to win every game. He he really left. Uh, he really left. McCullers. Uh, nice McCullers out there too long. Well, yeah. what about Verlander, man? Verlander's like, what is his World what are his World Series number? Like 0 and 8 or something? Like with a yeah. 5 1. Like, what a what a tremendous, tremendous monkey to try to get off your back tonight if you're Justin Verlander. I mean, it's it's huge. You've got to so. pull him if it's if it's still on there. You know you what have I mean? To. Like you have if to. he gives up if he gives up three in the first two, he's done. Don't throw him out there for the third. Right. And I get it. It's temp- three it's, nothing is like still striking distance. Don't yep. let it be four, five, seven nothing. It's so know? it's so tempting because you look out there and you go, but guys, it's it's Justin Verlander. Like, why wouldn't right. I leave him out? Yeah. And I can I can get both sides of, of the argument, but these games are just too important. So well, they all start five nothing one way or another. Mm-hmm. That just seems to be the way. It yeah, goes yeah, in this four, world five, series for so. sure. Absolutely, trying to get that almost every day. All right, you know the plan is then we're going to be broadcasting live. From the winter meetings uh, next month, so we will see you out there and get a live Eno Saris appearance, and then maybe we can do something fun as well while you're in town. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Awesome, man! All right, thank you so much for the everything this season. It was always uh, always a blast having you on each week. Yeah, likewise. Thanks again. Appreciate there you, Eno Saris from the Athletic on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet find new roads. We didn't even talk about this, but no one's mad that they that Christian Javier got pulled after six innings, right? I mean, you have to be the oldest of baseball olds now to say, "How do you pull a guy with a no hitter in the World Series? You got like you got to keep him going until he gives up a hit." No. Is, is there anyone left that really does feel that way in such an important game? Yes. I saw it. There are people who feel that way. Yeah, I saw Jay Posner tweet like, "I he should you should leave him out there." I'm like, no, it's these games are t- too important. Even in hindsight, they got the no hitter. They got the win. You can't question anything that Dusty Baker did in that game yesterday. Correct? You can't. You just won a World Series game. No, and got a no hitter. And got a no hitter. You're do- good. It doesn't matter how many pitchers you threw. That's the only thing that matters. No, you no, didn't do anything wrong. The no hitter is literally meaningless. You just even the series in the world in the World Series. That's you know for me. If look, man, if it's if it's July plus, if anything, you maybe saved a few pitches for Christian Javier in a game seven if you need them. Later. Which again, Dusty Baker also knows what we just talked to Eno about. Justin Verlander has never won a World Series game. He has a high ERA in the World Series. 
you may have to empty it tonight. You know, so having that guy there and ready, and we saw what happened to Lance McCullers, Ben. So, yeah, man, you can't manage for a no-hitter in a World Series game. By the way, Don Larson's perfect game, 97 pitches. They pulled Javier at 97 pitches. I can't wait to see what uh, dad jokes the Tier 1s have come up for me for my birthday. What a great present. It's coming up next with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan.